John Mesher is a former RCMP fraud investigator who joins us to discuss what we should be aware of, especially this holiday season. Thanks, John, for joining me. Good morning. Happy to be here. So, I mean, does it feel like, John, like every week we're hearing about a new scam? Are these scammers just getting, like, wiser and wiser? What's happening? Okay. So, uh, to answer your question, yes. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. I, I refuse to call the, I use any kind of descriptor that to describes scammers as being wiser mm. or intelligent. How I describe them as being cunning yeah, like Albert Einstein was intelligent, snakes and foxes are cunning, and they'll do whatever they have to do to get their prey. Yeah. And it's the same with fraudsters. They simply will reinvent old scams or invent entirely new scams to find new ways of targeting our most vulnerable. Yeah, that's so good, John. You're right. They are very cunning, very sneaky. Okay, there is a list of, I mean, there's just so much. So counterfeit merchandise online. Like, we all know about the knockoff Louis Vuittons that you can get, you know, you know, some s- small shop somewhere in the city. But now the whole operation has gone online. Tell us about this and how we should just be on top of this. Okay, well, number one, if you don't know who you're buying from, that that's a red flag. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody anonymously posts something for sale on a, a Facebook uh, sales site or something, that that could be a red flag. But the other thing is, fraudsters have also been very adept on spoofing, impersonating real websites of real name brands. Oh. Uh, and with that, if you get an offer in your mailbox and says, you know, let, t- take a look at our, our website and they'll name a particular name brand and it'll take you there, but it's not the real website. Uh, so that's another thing people have to keep an eye out for. Otherwise, you'll end up just simply sending money. One of two things will happen. You'll send money for a product and you won't get anything. Or alternatively, you'll end up getting a counterfeit product. So how do you know if that's the real website or not? Okay, so there's a couple things. As opposed to, if you get a link and it's put out by a fraudster, chances are it's taking to a fraudulent link. So instead of simply clicking on that link, it yourself go to Google or some other uh, search engine and look for the name brand you're looking for uh, okay. and look on and look on their website and see if the deal that the fraudster is offering is on their website. And then if you really think that you're missing out on something, actually call up that particular company and say, hey, I saw this on your web, on, on supposedly an email. And there's this wonderful opportunity to buy, like, let's say, a Louis Vuitton bag uh, for a fraction of the price. Is that a real thing? And they'll come back and say, no, that's a scam. Okay. Okay, so due diligence, make sure that you Google to find out if that's the actual link. That's that's really good advice. Okay, selling goods and services online. And you just touched on it, like Facebook Marketplace. I mean, how many times, you know, pops up on my Facebook and I'm scrolling through to see if I need a hutch or a rocking chair, whatever is on the list of things that you could buy. Talk to us about this and making sure that we're wise when buying and selling goods online. Okay. Well, it, it comes back to one of the principles I, I embrace and try to encourage others. Be a doubting Thomas. Mm. If, if you see something, train your mind to say, okay, is this real? 
uh, like, like they say, if it looks too good to be true, it usually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just as we're having a conversation between you and I and your listeners. It means that we also, a key portion of this, make sure that we incorporate fraud awareness in general with those who we love, especially those who are vulnerable. Uh, when it can be somebody very young or somebody very old or people who have bona fide uh, intellectual challenges. Fraudsters will target all of those, and it basically falls on us to create awareness just simply by talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this one breaks my heart. Fake charities. I run a charity. So when I hear that there are people taking advantage of people's generosity, that just that hurts. So there are these fake charities out there. Tell us about this, John. Okay, so if you take any event that occurs, whether it was uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, whether it was the hurricane, Hurricane Fiona that hit the East Coast earlier in the fall time, even when somebody is murdered, fraudsters will take, find that as an opportunity. Normal people will be hit and understand the tragedy of all those terrible things, but fraudsters will go ahead, impersonate either real charities, make up their own charity, or uh, exploit the death of a person, all for the reason of acquiring ill-gotten gains from good-hearted people. And with that, there's you can go to the CRA website and you can look up legitimate charities there. But often just ask yourself, if I send money to this charity, where is it actually going to? Uh, you know, and, and it's really easy, like the big ones out there, Red Cross or even your own charity. There's ways that people can actually go ahead again, do their own due diligence. Don't just trust an email text message uh, or even a post on Facebook that it's real. Always ask, is it real? And often, if something has been posted on Facebook and you simply uh, copy and paste keywords from that post, put it into a, a, a Google, for instance, and, and add the word scam to it, you'll often see people have already identified mm-hmm. as being a scam. And I, I'm sure that this pops up even more now during the holiday season. Does that also mean... GoFundMe pages as well. John, how do we make sure that, you know, if we're donating to a GoFundMe cause, that we know it's legitimate? And that's the problem. Yeah. And there are so many legitimate charities, and it basically covers everything going on. I don't think that you should, anytime you get like an anonymous request for GoFundMe, although there are GoFundMe's that have good intentions and have the intention of having the money going to those who might need it. But if you don't know, it just requires some additional work on your end. Oh my goodness. There's so much to be aware of. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and continue our conversation with you, John. Um, We're going to talk about romance scams, online shopping, phishing emails, prize notifications. Oh my goodness. The list goes on. As you said, John, they're cunning. They are cunning. We'll be right back. We're uh, talking holiday scams with John Mesher, former RCMP fraud investigator. Thanks, John, for staying with us. Okay. You know, we've heard, uh, again, as you said, they're cunning, but these fake charities Crypto investment scams. Now, I haven't seen these pop up as much, but tell me about this. Is this something that's starting to stir up more and increase? Well, again, just like any time there's a terrible event, 
Fraudsters will find a way to exploit it. Yeah. Fraudsters will also exploit anything else that's in the news, especially if there's new so-called investment vehicles. And in general, a lot of people are expressing a lot of interest and in putting a lot of money into crypto investments per se. But the fraudsters have also got hold of that same idea. And fraudsters will do one thing two things in regarding crypto investments. One, they'll use cryptocurrency as a method of getting money from the victim to them. And the other thing they do, they simply make their scams include the, the theme of crypto investing in their scams. So that's actually becoming incredibly common in the world of investment scams. But there's also the regular investment scams, which aren't going away anytime soon as well. And it all boils down to due diligence. So if you're, before you throw away your life savings, which can happen with investment scams, go talk to a trusted person that you know something about investments. That might be an accountant or a banker, whoever. There's many, many people who know a lot about that as opposed to somebody that you meet anonymously online. And that, you know, John, you bring up a really good point. I mean, at some point, if you are just puzzled by something, yeah, call somebody that, you know, yeah, call somebody who, with authority who can help you with this, you know, besides Googling maybe to see if it's a scam. Yeah, call up your accountant or even call up a loved one who might have a little bit more information and have been, you know, have, has heard this show or some other media uh, coverage about these scams and can hopefully point you uh, away from losing millions, thousands, even hundreds, uh, you know, any sort of amount uh, from these scams. Now, romance scams, I mean, I feel like they've, they keep popping up. We hear about the Nigerian princes and all of that, but uh, they continue. I mean, I heard just recently of a woman who lost, I think she lost like $500,000 to a, a romance scam. Yes. And, there's several scams which I describe as being incredibly vile and incredibly cruel mm. because of the impact on the victim. And with romance scams, and I've dealt with victims as old as 81 years old. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh. So that's somebody's mother and grandmother, or possibly even great-grandmother, who have fallen for somebody who they believe is going to be their future spouse. And over a process of weeks, months, and sometimes years, that victim will end up throwing away all of their money. And what will happen in the end, that victim will not be just broke, but they'll have a broken heart and be very susceptible to actually ending their lives because they've become so devastated by this crime. Oh, that is just heartbreaking, John. So again... If you know, if you get caught up and a lot of these things start really innocently, right, John, it's just, you know, it's a conversation online. Somebody sends you a message on Facebook and you slowly get pulled in. And that's what I hear. Yes. And the fraudsters are very adept at exploiting emotions, yeah. everything from love to fear and everything in between. And with scams like romance scams, I've seen them unfold in as little as four days and going upward into years. So depending on the skill of the fraudster, they're more than willing to take their time, especially if they know they have a live one on the line, as they say. Yeah. And it's just, it is really disheartening to know that, you know, somebody's heart can be broken and just, you know, they're trusting somebody. They think they've found love, like this poor 81-year-old, um, and knowing that it, their trust can really be broken because of that. Oh, my goodness. 
It's yeah. horrible, horrible stories. And, and one of the most important things to realize about romance scams, once somebody falls for a scam yeah. like that, it becomes incredibly important challenging to actually convince the victim that they are a victim of a crime. It's a whole lot easier to have that conversation with the seniors in your life, well, with actually everybody in your life before the crime occurs. Mm, okay. So it, just education, right? Yes. Letting them know, again, be careful of who you're talking to. Be careful about the information that you give out. If they're asking for banking information, if they're asking for money, yeah, due diligence over and over and over again. Okay. Yeah. Online shopping. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about that, but again, online shopping, making sure that you look at, as you said, Google, if you find something, make sure that you Google. But I know that there was something about looking for the little lock at the top of your, um, wherever your, the website is. And that also yeah. shows that it's secure, that your website is secure where, before you put in your credit card information. Yes, that is one thing to look forward, look for. But as I also mentioned, fraudsters can also, they'll, they'll spoof the, a name brand. We'll say like Walmart, for instance. Uh, and, and what they'll do, when I say spoof, they're impersonating that particular name brand with their own URL and web page. Right. And they do it subtle things such as when you take a first look at it, it looks like it says Walmart, but when you look closer, as opposed to in the word Walmart, there's going to be L's. But what the fraudsters will do, they'll sub out the L and use a number one. So when you look at it, it will look like you're looking at Walmart, but it actually has numbers as opposed to letters. That's and with wow. other sites, they'll sub out uh, O, the letter O, by using a zero or using a five for an S and, and the examples go on. So it's very, very subtle things. And, and that's why if you can't take the time to look closely at the URL, simply independently of that link, uh, and enter that into your own um, uh, search engine to find the real Walmart or whatever company you might be interested in. Wow. Oh my goodness. There's just the work that goes into making sure that, you know, buying that holiday gift, that you're doing that the right way and you're on a legitimate website. Oh my goodness. So much great information on these holiday scams, keeping our eyes peeled and open and just a little bit more wiser today because of you, John Mesher. Thank you so much, John. You're most welcome. Have a great day. You as well. That was John Mesher, former RCMP fraud investigator. <sighs> I mean, it gets to the point where you just you wonder who you can trust. But we know that there are good people out there. It is the holiday season, um, and we have to just be due, due diligence in all of this, right? Just be wiser and smarter. We'll be uh, right back. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend.